And welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George has never seen any movies, although we're here to fix that today. Isn't that right, George? That's right. Now, George, have you ever seen a movie called Wayne's World? I think it was one of those movies that I was not sober for in college. I'm familiar with the skit. I, I worked at, well, I yeah, I worked at Guitar Center. So the no stairway joke is something I'm familiar with. I mean, obviously, it's these two guys that they, you know, they're doing the show in their basement. It's called Wayne's World. And I think I think one of them plays a white strat. <laughs> and that sounds like an awesome movie. That's about the extent of my knowledge of the movie. I mean, you sold me on the movie and I've already yeah. seen it. So excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, that's your movie this week. Why don't we... Uh, Get to work. All right. All right. We're back in five, four, three. So, George, hey. <laughs> Wayne's World, right? Excellent. <laughs> Party time. Party time. <laughs> oh, if you so got a spew, so spew into this. <laughs> get his view <laughs> oh my god he was hung over the entire movie <laughs> not, not and he's even, a mechanic not even hung over like just <laughs> just bomb he was on stuff i do love when they have that one moment of clarity at his job where you're like oh that guy is a, a functional human like eight hours a day <laughs> right and the other what how many hours he's got a meth lab and all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> he's partied he was out, man. <laughs> he was in that gr- Krem- what, what kind of car was that? What are they driving? Is that around Gremlin? Them? I think it's a, a Gremlin. Gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> the Murph Mobile. The Murph Mobile. God, I just always end up talking like Garth when I watch that movie. <laughs> well, he's a good. Uh, he's a good sidekick. It's not even a good Garth impression. Like it's it's about three quarters Garth, and and it's just bad. But I love that movie. <laughs> well, I I you my uh, Garth impression is always um. I like to play. Yes. I, I say that all the time. People are like, what is that? It's so sad. So, George, uh, we made you watch it. It was awesome. You don't even have to tell us, so we can just wrap up now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a bit you of know, a, a swerve from Psycho, right? You guys did that on purpose. Yeah. Damn right we did. You did that on purpose because when he is in the club and he is focused on Cassandra, when I say he, I mean obviously Wayne. Mm. He's focused on Cassandra, and he's crossing the room, and then Stacy shows up like right in front of him. I heard that, and I'm like, "Oh, it was perfect." I was like, "You guys did that on purpose." <laughs> and that little side glance he gives her. Get out of and my then, way. and then later with uh, uh, Donut Man or Donut Boy. Oh, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Gotta love Glenn. I think I'll just take it up with the union. <laughs> no, 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 not him. I was talking about when um, the diner the owner guy, when yeah. when Garth is stabbing Donut Man. Yeah, the, like donut, the donut Man. He builds. Yeah. So, oh, anyways, I heard you know as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yo, these guys did this on purpose." <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Poor Laura Flimboyle. Hi, Wayne. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> my sister. <laughs> my sister. Uh, for, for her birthday one year, I gave her a gun rack. <laughs> <laughs> I I wrapped it. 
uh, and I handed it to her. And if you knew my sister, this would be gold for you. She looked at me and she said, a gun rack? I don't even have a gun, let alone multiple guns that would necessitate a rack. And I was like, she goes, that best gift ever. What am I going to do with a with gun, a gun rack? rack? Yeah, so... <laughs> so quotable. Anyway. Oh, good lord. So what do you think, George? Initial impressions, pretty good? Terrible? Worst movie was, you've ever seen? It was very silly. Gonna watch yes. it again tonight with your wife? It, I know. It, it was I, very silly. Um, that that was the my my overall impression, was I was watching it the entire time thinking, this is silly. But that's... The point. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yep. Um, did they succeed in being silly? Absolutely. Okay, so here's the thing. that I watched it again tonight. I've seen it a million times. But I think it's been at least a couple of years since I've watched it with you know full attention. It's a good one to put on in the background. So oftentimes that's where it ends up. But tonight we gave it full, full focus. Mm-hmm. And it hits me that like cable access of the 90s isn't the kind of thing that's going to surprise kids like it surprised us. Right. Because at the time, it's like, oh my gosh, he gets to be on TV? How much does he have to pay? Can I do that too? He has cable? I don't even have cable. Right? And (laughs) nowadays, our kids (laughs) are like, oh, he's doing a YouTube show in his basement. Right. Why has he got all those cameras? He could do it with just a a cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they have like full full all-out TV cameras in the basement. So yeah, Funny. it's it's one of those things. Uh, I remember cable access. I think you could probably still do cable access if you wanted to. I, I mean, I don't know anybody that still pays for cable, but I'm sure that there are those people. But, I mean, in a pre-YouTube world, it, that is kind of cutting edge. And nowadays it's one of those things that's just gone by the wayside thanks to technology. Well, that's the thing about this movie. It's like, uh, it's ahead of its time in a way, even though it's it's kind of... A period piece like there's nothing in this movie that's not 1992 nothing it's completely right out of 1992 but they jump ahead on things like they do they do things like you said the the YouTube era and they have uh, the mockumentary idea like the uh, breaking the fourth wall the, the Deadpool type thing where he's he's talking directly at the people yeah I was gonna ask you if that was a like a new thing uh, Ferris Bueller does it Right, but it's it's one of those things that, on the skit of SNL, they're talking to the camera and that's it. But mm-hmm. then in the movie, they kind of keep that, f- and every character does it. It's not like just Wayne is talking to the camera or the people. You know, Rob Lowe does it. Uh, the diner owner Ed O'Neill does it. Like everybody mm-hmm. talks to the camera. So it's it's ahead of its time. It has that that mockumentary, the Office type feel to it. Yes. There, there are many. There, there's at least one other huge tie to the office. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to touch on that. I think that's it. what she said. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, one thing, George. I don't know if you're aware of the director, but she is a documentary filmmaker. Did music videos and stuff before she got this. She did the okay. the decline of Western civilization. Parts one and two, which were these well-regarded underground documentaries on the punk scene and the metal scene in Los Angeles in the like uh, early and mid-80s. Okay. And so you can see that kind of documentary filmmaker eye pretty much the entire time in this movie. Yes. Yeah, sure And thing. it's not the first one to do that, but it's certainly one of the more effective and consistently tonal mockumentary documentaries to pop up on the mainstream before you get The Office and 
Modern Family again with that O'Neill. What's funny is I I, uh, I found a YouTube channel where they were talking about this movie, and all the comments were, "Oh look, it's the dad from Modern Family" in the comments, and I'm like, "Assholes, that's Al Bundy." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like seriously, it's 1992. He's Al Bundy. Yeah, and and when I when I saw his face, like. I I immediately thought, okay, I know that guy. Where's he from? He's from a sitcom. Yeah. He's from he's from Modern Family, but he's from something else too. Everything. And I think I, I that uh, Little that, Giants. You probably know him from that. That's where know. my kids that, knew him. I showed him a clip yeah. tonight, and they were like, okay. "Oh, hey, it's the it's the coach. It's coach. the uncle." I'm like, "Oh yeah, right." And yeah. Completely different character. He he's one of these guys. He's like Shakespearean trained, and just happened to be uh, typecast as as Al Bundy. He's like the inverse of Chandler from Friends who <laughs> isn't actually able to act but is funny in real life so he stuck as a character right. and now he can't right. do anything else because he's just that guy. Ed yeah. O'Neill's the opposite. He got stuck playing that one character for 20 years but is actually probably the most talented actor in sitcoms. Yeah. It's like Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Fred Gwynn was Shakespearean trained and he becomes Herman Munster and then then what happens? Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah, it's true royalties artistically devoid but judging so george what you did there in the industry they call a segue when you mentioned the other connection to the office that's what she said yes uh, uh while i was watching this movie i thought to myself uh how quotable it really is like i remember it came out in 92 so i was in i was junior a junior in high school so this was right in my wheelhouse and we were saying everything from this movie. You think about the things that stuck, and that's what she said is one of those things where it started in this movie, and then it became much more famous through The Office, where you know with the meme world and all that stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, that's what she said was originally from Wayne's World, and uh, you know the schwing, the cha, <laughs> cha, like we used to do all the time. Whatever, like really. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's uh, the Bugs Bunny quote is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Literally probably said that once a week when I was in high school. We you fear know, just, change. It, <laughs> we fe- <laughs> and apparently in that scene, oh, Mike Myers laugh is legit. I don't know if the Bugs Bunny line is improv or if there was another line that was improv and but his laugh is legit. Uh, oh, man. The cream of some young guy. If I had a dime for every time we said that. Is that f- originally from this movie? Yes. I thought that that was a, a joke that was older than dirt. It nope. might be older than dirt, but I haven't been able to trace the same thing <laughs> older than this. Like, I can't count how, many, how many of us tried to squeak that in Right. To, around adults. We would say it all the time. Same thing with, like, instead of saying douchebag, we would just say shbag. Right. And it, it just it's it's kids in high school trying to get things past adults so that that cream of some some young guy just hilarious yes uh excuse me i can't count how many times i've heard that uh probably said it and the s sphincter says what <laughs> what what is that exactly. originally from this movie too yeah i don't see i guess because I'm, I'm attributing I, it i'm giving it full credit until you can show me an earlier version right this is all just mike myers and dana carvey yes, at their peaks <laughs> yep the Before knot. it was all accents and chopping broccoli, they <laughs> right. All the chopping broccoli, I love that. Um, not was huge, like in the nineties, everything yep. was not. Uh, you say it, and then you say not. Uh, car, 
Game on. <laughs> Dude, Constantly scream that. I was cracking up. Because <laughs> you know you did that. Yeah, but there's two guys. And right. they're both yelling it. And they're, they're, <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they're grown ups. <laughs> the, the best in thing in that gear. scene. And this is, it's not the funniest thing, but it's like the best little detail is you've met Wayne. He lives with his parents. He has no money, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's a working kid. But he's got this very fancy personalized uh, Chicago Blackhawks jersey with his name on the back. And it's like, (laughs) dude just spent his entire like two months income on that jersey for him to go stand in the street and yell, game on. (laughs) (laughs) But you could go in any neighborhood in 1993 and everybody is screaming that. My kids do it. Because I kept doing it to the point where now my kids do it. Car. And they They yell car. They don't know why they do it. They just do it because that's what dad Mm -hmm. did. Yep. I, every time a car would come, I would yell, car, game on. And now they do it, and they have no idea where that's from. And that's what's funny about George is a lot of the things he grew up with stem from this movie, quotes and whatever. Like, how many times did you hear schwing? When, when like, it's like, schwing. You know, when you see a girl Me. who's hot or whatever. Like, people do it all the time. <laughs> schwing. You know. I, I haven't I haven't heard that. You but will. It's, it's a lot more subtle than going boy, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're you gonna just say, notice Shwing. it more now, I think. Plus it's <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. And uh you know, the we're not worthy was I think they originated that in the skit on yep. SNL. Yeah, that's one but, from the show, but I but still when, use the gif of that as a meme. Like this movie existed before memes and mm-hmm. I think the behavior we're describing is meme behavior before we had the internet. But yeah. now it exists as memes as well. It's like endured. So that's cool. Uh, no way. Way. Like that was a comeback all the time. Yeah. No way. Way. And I mean the irreparable uh, harm to the reputation of the state of Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how many people have the green screen on their computer and everybody always says, hey, I'm in Delaware. Yeah, like seriously. everybody always does that. You can't mention the state without me saying that quote in its entirety yep. with the inflection. I mean, it's it's like required. If anything, it's influential. It's iconic for just those just constant quotes. Like those guys I was listening to, they were complaining. They were saying, oh, it's just uh, two hours of little 90-second skits, SNL skits. I'm like, are you insane? Really? You're going to whine, you 28-year-old, you're going to whine about it being, like, they're genius, a lot of these things. Well, and in a world of, like, TikToks and all those little mm-hmm. short Twitter videos, it's like, yeah, they did that 20 years ago. Yep. Tw- Again, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. We're all old. Yeah, I remember having to explain, that's what she said. I was a freshman in high school. I was at track practice, and they we had two brothers who were, like, the coolest guys, you know, the athletes, good-looking uh, one of them ends up a stand-up comedian at one point. I'll take full credit for that. Because as a <laughs> freshman, I was just like, yeah, that's what she said. And the guys were like, wait, what? I'm like, well, y- if you say that's what she said, then like it makes it sound like she said it about you in like a sexual way. And they were like, all right, <laughs> dude, this guy gets it. <laughs> that's a real story. I'm not proud of it. But I kind of am. I mean, I made that one guy funny. <laughs> Nobody snapped each other with a towel, did they? Single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she holy, said. That's holy what she God. said. Hey, now. It's a tapestry of jokes and future memes. It's just, there's nothing like it that I can think of, that, you know, except maybe some of the peak Monty Python stuff. But, I mean, it's a different class. But, I mean, it's the same kind of thing where it's just joke upon joke quoted for the next 30 years. 
and sometimes it's stuff that they don't even say. It's like their physical comedy as well. Like, uh, you know, Wayne's little head nod, like his, he's like saying yes to something. It's almost like, like he does like a, a bob yep. to his head, and it it goes right back to uh, Chevy Chase in Vacation when they're looking at Grand the Grand Canyon, and they just. She's like, are you going to look? I do this with my wife all the time. Whenever we go on vacation, okay. yep, whenever we go on vacation, I stand at whatever we're looking at. I put my arm around her, and I nod my head twice, and I say, let's go. And it's like, to me, that's that's what, you know, Wayne was, you know, Mike Myers was doing a lot of that physical comedy as well as all the memes. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Now, another thing that I just can't get over with Wayne's World, and George, I think you're going to appreciate this a little bit more, just general reverence to the electric guitar. I mean, from moment one through the end of the movie, it's like a catalog of guitars just exploded on your screen, and now all these cool people are playing them. Yes, and it's portrayed as the coolest thing that you could do. And so I'm on board with that. Yeah, that scene, I mean, and you worked guitar retail, right? So you understand No Stairway, the May I Help You riff, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that a Jackson that he picks up at the beginning or an EMG or ESP or something? You mean like the, the, black the white one, one that he has? The the May I Help the, You riff. It's like, it's like a Jackson I help you. or something. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. My but. kid goes, uh, that looks like uh, that guy in Metallica's guitar. And I was like, dude, this kid pays attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he yeah. gets a strat and he goes, uh, <laughs> I think you have that guitar in the closet. And he's you right. You do. You do. Wow. Yeah, I built that guitar because I was like, man, I got to have me a Wayne's World guitar. Uh, Raising them right. Yeah, man. I can't join in on this because I am not a guitar guy, but I yeah. will sit back and just watch you guys S- do this. Speaking of the one, one of the things that I thought was after they get, you know, they get their checks from uh, what's his name in the movie Ben. How, Robin how much? Character. How much did they get paid? Five thousand each. They got five thousand dollars. They got five thousand. They got I don't think I've ever been paid any significant sum of money without singing that song to myself, replacing the amount. <laughs> right. Yes. And what's funny is it kind of goes back to the Bugs Bunny thing. Like when I hear that, that's the same. We're gonna have roast rabbit. We're gonna have roast rabbit. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they get paid, right? And I'm thinking, like, 20 minutes goes by, and I'm like, is he going to buy that guitar or what? <laughs> like, I'm high. having gas for him. Gas, for those that don't know what that means, it's gear acquisition syndrome. I'm having it for him. Like, is he, you know, if I just got paid $5,000, if I could get it that day, I would. Right. And if not... No layaway. And if not the <laughs> next day. I would be there buying that guitar. So that was one um, inconsistency in the plot that I... Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> uh, here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, obviously, you, you would expect you know, the tunes in this movie to be fantastic. Multiple Hendrix tunes. They yeah. start off like... They set the tone with Bohemian Rhapsody right in the beginning. Everything. it was They were all bangers. They probably had to pay a lot for to use... Not just the song, but for Queen playing the song. They in the got movie. Queen's blessing. Okay. Freddie Mercury was on his deathbed okay. and gave the thumbs up. Very good. So he, he actually got a kick out of it. They filmed it and showed him. And uh, who's the guitar player for Queen? Brian May. Brian May. Brian May. Brian May uh, and uh, Freddie Mercury both gave the thumbs up. So they, they had the blessing. 
I don't know what they paid. Right. But they did get the. Bus. But I know that it's much more expensive. Yeah, you know, because if you just you know get the the rights to the song or you know the the chords and the melody, you can have anyone perform it. That's why like a lot of the songs in the movie were performed by Cassandra's band. Crucial or, taunt. Right. <laughs> And not the original songs, but I noticed right off the bat it was Queen, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's not." I mean, well, you do see it here and there, but I thought, "Wow, that's actually Queen." But again, in context, in 1992, they were kind of not very mainstream. I mean, they were they they We Are the Champions was in Revenge of the Nerds in the mid 80s. I didn't even think of that. So they were kind of on the tail end of their career. They were probably playing shows for their fans, but they weren't. Uh, on the charts uh, like they used to be and then that movie that song became 10 times more popular because of the movie oh it's well i don't know if it's because of the movie but it's an anthem right it, it became now. like it, it hit a whole new generation just like when run dmc got together with aerosmith and did walk this way there's there was a you know a huge generation of people that have never even heard of aerosmith and it 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 ignited their career, like it gave them full life again. Yeah, and they put out what f- six or seven more albums from then, and they were mainstream even to today. They're still yeah. touring, so you know that one little moment made Queen mainstream again. Right. So does that mean I can blame uh, Run DMC for what I had to endure with the movie Armageddon? Is it all their fault? Uh, I think enduring Armageddon alone, even on mute. <laughs> <laughs> is a problem so uh yeah <laughs> so can i tell you i mean i know it was a dream sequence and i knew it was a dream sequence when it was going on i wish that garth would have actually been lip-syncing foxy lady yeah to her oh oh am- that was amazing and that yeah. was oh man that scene i was i was rolling mm-hmm. I, I just and he keeps that grin the whole time. Yeah. He's so good. He's <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the you grin. You can't see his face, but he's doing it perfect. <laughs> as long as he's it's not so doing the, the pelvic thrusts, I think you're no, safe. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I like right. to play. Oh, my gosh. That's so, it's just a perfect scene. Although, did you notice Did you notice Garth doesn't know the words to Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. That's like my favorite part. of the, I love the head banging, and I love the drum fill. I do that every time, too. The da 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 Yeah. You know. But if you watch the headbanging, Mike Myers and Garth uh, and uh, Dana Carvey are n- holding back on their headbanging. I you noticed could, that too. Yeah. yeah. But check out Garth <laughs> when they cut back on the slow part, the nothing really matters bit. He has mm-hmm. no idea what the words are. He's just <laughs> half mouthing like, oh gosh, I hope this goes well. Cause... And it actually, it adds to the character, but I've heard that it's just because Dana Carvey didn't know the words. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering if that's what, like, I was wondering if they did it purposely. That, no, he, that he did the not character the Garth doesn't know the words. He said, or if, but he makes up for it with his drum solo. Oh, uh, so. I was going to say, that's one of the things I wanted to mention. Is that actually him playing the drums? Yes, because it is. Because it looks like him playing the drums. Yes. And He's I, done it at some of his shows. Okay, good. Because when I was watching it, I was, usually these things are fudged, right, in movies. And usually if you're a musician, you can tell. And I was like, yo, if he's not actually playing those drums, I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. And they no, do it as is. one yeah. cut, which is just, you know, they don't even bother like trying to hide anything. They just pull out and then lights and then. That's what she said. Yeah, they do. I, I love how <laughs> I love how it's that the character, you know, the Garth character starts with like a little a little tink on the, you know, on the yeah. bell of the symbol. And then he starts, you know, hitting this hitting the snare like he's all timid because that's how he is, you know. 
Well, I think they do that on purpose because all his dream sequences, he kind of loses his inhibitions. Yes. And then he goes back to mousy little Garth. That's why. And then they have he has his little nervous breakdowns, and it shows him like <laughs> the one guy's like. And you wouldn't know this reference, but he's like, has anybody ever seen the movie Scanners where the guy's head explodes? Because like, yeah. Garth was having that moment where he, he was ticking. Yeah. And, you know, so he good. had a few of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, that drum solo remind me that, I mean, it was all of the surroundings became a dream sequence, right? But him playing the drums was all, it was all really there. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, right? remember the okay. guy compliments him at the end and that's clearly like back to reality. Right, right. He just, but even when he comes back to reality, he ends with tinking on the like yeah. the hi hat or the crash cymbal bell. Yeah, it's know. like his inhibitions have just like returned, and now he's he back. Should have ended it. it with your kids are gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know Marty McFly's guitar solo was really actually that good. Was it? No, no, no. no it was no, just self indulgent. Okay. <laughs> Not very respectful of that other man's equipment, no. if I remember right, with the kicking of the amplifier. No. You're right, and that was a beautiful amplifier. That too. is a big but no-no, guys out yep. there in the world. Don't be kicking <laughs> the amplifier. You can knee slide all you want. Don't kick the amp. Yeah, as long as you don't yeah, knee slide into into anything. So you want to talk about the cameos real quick? Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure that there's more than I noticed because I'm you know I'm I'm not familiar with you know the faces of all these right. different people. The people that I noticed, yeah, Ed O'Neill, right. I noticed right away. I love. Chris Farley's security guard <laughs> character. And I love how I miss they, him so much. I love how they address it, you mm-hmm. know, immediately after like, wow, that security guard had a lot of information. <laughs> but I love that they just took that cliche and just like put it right in front of you. I at first in you know, in the beginning I thought Rob Lowe was going to be a cameo mm. as well and he turned out to be a main character. Do you guys have you both uh both watched Parks and Rec? Uh, I'm watching. I just started watching it. I'm aware of it. Ugh. Sorry. My, how the tables have turned. Yes. Well, you get your own show and you can grill us. <laughs> <laughs> Roblo's character in Parks and Rec is parallel to this. Okay. There is one part where um, he's complimenting Cassandra on her voice, right? And he says, he says, this thing, your vocals are incredible. When he said that, it was. You just it saw sound, through it. I no, I saw, you know, the manager of the city in right. Pawnee, Indiana, and there was another part where he said literally. Mm. He said literally, and in <laughs> in Parks and Rec, he says, you know, this is literally the best day I've ever had, and it. I don't know. It's just a very similar character. Supposedly, he's based on Lauren Michaels, Dana Carvey, and. Mike Myers both tried, <laughs> tried to give Rob Lowe insight on who Lauren Michaels was and, you know, how he talks. Now, Lauren Michaels talks like Dr. Evil. I, I don't know if you ever saw Austin Powers. Please tell me you know who Dr. Evil is. I know who Dr. Evil okay. is, yeah. So, Dr. Evil is based on Dana Carvey's impersonation of Lauren Michaels. Okay. So, Rob Lowe did not nail it. <laughs> that's no. That's that really good. <laughs> no. that's, that's the long and short of it. Rob yeah. Lowe tried and failed. Yeah, he failed. But he's handsome. He's not, you know, funny. <laughs> he's so cute. Also, I want to point out that in Parks and Rec, he's not as smarmy. He's okay. a, a wholesome character, but there were some 
there were some ticks that were very much the same. Can we talk about how great Alice Cooper is in this movie? I love how cerebral he was in the dressing room. Why, yes, Pete. How academic. In fact, you are correct that the Algonquins did come from the Milwaukee. It's like, look at this guy. I mean, we just said, we haven't talked about it enough yet. Tia Carrera rocking the vocal parts on those songs. Yes. I mean, mm. dude. Yeah. Dude. Amazing. Dude. And she's hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's still hot. I mean, that, that how long? 30 years ago? She still looks good. The gratuitous sex scene was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. I love that. And, that the, and the Cantonese scene is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the Cantonese. <laughs> yeah. I love how he says, like, two syllables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just, the, the subtitles just keep going. But and I'm his, like, is this what he's thinking? What's his his accent it. while delivering the Cantonese is so wrong, yep. yet so right. Can we talk about hair metal, Lassie? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the little the <laughs> little uh, wrists, the chokers. The collie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you notice her little collars on her legs? Yes. That was yes, amazing. It's like, what? Wayne's being abducted by aliens? <laughs> oh, he's, oh, no. He's just What's outside. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, which, which leads me to the other great uh, reference is the Scooby-Doo ending. I mean, that. Oh, that's. Yes. Genius. Dude, how, you got to have a lot of balls. <laughs> yes. To end a movie three times. Yes. <laughs> like, I was like, after the first one. And, you know, I was like, okay, that's not how it really ends, right? And right. then they're like, oh, we're going to do the Scooby-Doo ending. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and then they literally do the Scooby-Doo <laughs> ending. And I'm like, what? These guys? And that's when I started thinking again. I started in the beginning. I thought, this is silly. And then at the end, I thought, this is silly. Yeah. And then they actually end it like the way it's supposed but to it's end. But it's like Family Guy silly. Like, it's yeah. it's silly, but it's genius. I'm like, not saying just, silly right, like exactly. it's a bad thing. No. No, it's, it's great. It, it's It's silly. That's just silly. But some people will say, oh, no. like when I ask certain people, I'm like, oh, we're watching Wayne's well, World. They're you don't like, need, oh, it's kind of stupid. Yeah, you don't need those kind of people in yeah, your you life. Yeah, you don't need them in mm-hmm. your life. Not at all. <laughs> Get out of my life. And I was wondering how they were going to, because on the SNL skit, they would do the when they were, I guess, going from to commercial break or whatever. And I wasn't sure how they were going to do that in the movie. So at the very end, when they go from ending to ending. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're on the dolly, so they're not. They're just kind of moving. They're not move, walking off. They're being pulled off. Sure, right? that's what she said. So should we go back and do the dramatic ending to the podcast now? The melodrama ending. <laughs> oh, the terrible ending. It, I don't know. Is there is there anything else we need to uh, talk about? The Laverne and Shirley. I mean, oh yeah, it's not a show that I've ever watched, <laughs> but I'm familiar enough with it that every time uh, yes. I'm singing the song a little bit, yes. you know, I'm yeah. waving goodbye to the glove. Yep. <laughs> again, again, I'm thinking this is silly. And then Garth has he even does the little uh, head tilt <laughs> thing, like that, framing um, his chin with his fingers. Oh my mm-hmm. god! It's I so I kind of grew up watching that show, so it was to me it kind of took me back a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm not old. I saw it on reruns, so it wasn't like new to me. But yeah, that that beginning of that show just brings me back to yeah eating dinner, you know, TV dinners. Yeah, I used to, I don't know what show came on before that on like Nick at Night, but I used to watch a show, I think it might have been like Brady Bunch or one of those, one of those shows, and then it would end and it would be my bedtime. Right. But that would be the next theme song for the next show. I would never watch the show, but I would always listen to the theme song. You should watch it. So, I I recommend it. What? Watch watch the show? Yeah. It's a spinoff of Happy Days. 
Oh, okay. I mean, I I watched a lot of like I Love Lucy and stuff like that. I think you would like it. So yeah, grab yourself some extra credit. Watch some <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. And while you're at it, check out Wayne's World 2. Yeah. I keep <laughs> hoping for a Wayne's World 3, man. Show me those guys now. Like, Yeah. If we have to sit through another Bill and Ted, I should at least get another Wayne. Absolutely. Please. Maybe they should get the people that did the, the Brady Bunch movie where they kind of pay attention to the source material but kind of parody it. I think it. it would be funny to do a geriatric version. Yeah, like they're they're going to be put in a home by Mike's or yeah. Wayne's mother, who he still lives with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you got to get out of my basement. <laughs> That's she's good. like ninety eight. Yeah, let's write it. Let's let's do it. Let's write it and submit it. All right, Travis, hey. I think it's time for us to wrap to this reveal? up and uh, okay. go ahead and reveal to George what he's being put through next time. I can't wait. This movie, it's called RoboCop. Have you ever seen RoboCop, George? Nope. <laughs> hey, George, have you ever seen RoboCop? Nope. Hey, George, what do you think about uh, wrapping this thing up? Is that cool? What? This whole show we're doing. <laughs> wrapping it up, yeah. Okay. All right, thanks for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at Remedial Film Pod. You can also find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. And of course, you can email us at Remedial Film Pod at Gmail.com. Mm-hmm.